All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ podcast. Thank you for letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 18 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Joe. We're legal. We're legal. Oh, yeah, we turned 18. Awesome. Woo! We're legal. So, I'm Julian Gill, your host, and joining me today is Alex, and it's Bag Boy on the FAQ. Hey there. And, Andrew, welcome back. It's been a while. Good to be back. And oh. you can never remember my username. It's Alive Catman. I've got it right up on this page right now, you know. Oh, there you go. Um, you and Ken, I seem to have technical issues with my brain, but, you know, we can't. <laughs> we, nothing's going to happen about that. So today's episode, we're going to just talk about some oddities and fun stuff in our collections. We may have it to show you and hold up in front of our webcams. We may not. And it may be some stuff that we're looking for, um, you know, some of the stuff on our want lists, our bucket lists, as it may be at this point. So, you know, you just showed me something cool that really was a blast from the past, Andrew. So why don't we get started with you? All right. So uh, a lot of people who know me, see me on uh, several of these episodes they know i'm kind of a little bit younger than a lot of people so i started collecting in 1998 so kind of right at the tail end of the physical copies of things right before internet and napster and all that took over so two bootlegs i got first one was a vhs copy of madison square garden 77 but the second that i got right after that was uh was this little baby right here destroys anaheim now, what's cool about this is it's not printed as someone's basement. It's uh, actually the original pressing that was printed who knows when it was. Uh, photocopy cover and then you know, a little Kiss Army thing on the back. It's only about half of the show because that's all you could fit on the record. So you actually had to buy the other part two to actually have the full Anaheim Stadium concert. And good luck getting the correct song order because unfortunately the song order wasn't correct. But... It's still cool. I remember putting this on and listening to it with like big over-the-ear headphones. And um, West, uh, not, not West Coast, East Coast people will know the guy who I bought this from. His name is Gary Danko. He used to own the Rainbow Rockatorium in Brick, New Jersey. His tattoos are actually on the Kiss My Ass uh, video. So he sold this to me, and this kind of started my whole uh, descent into collecting bootlegs and collecting other Kiss. So. Destroys Anaheim on vinyl, and I'll show you a quick peek at the vinyl, too, because uh, this was before, you know, everybody had a computer in their house, so you just kind of had a black label and a brown label like that. Nothing really on there, but you pop this in, and the Anaheim concert is on here, and it's great. That's really cool. That's Anaheim 76 for anyone who maybe isn't as familiar with some of this stuff. Um, I, I'm going to jump in here and just flash these quickly. Yeah, I collect master tapes um, of unreleased shows, so I'm a hoarding bitch. Um, so curse me. Oh, wait, you... wait, but wait, hold on, because you know I, I just had a hand in purchasing uh, a show not too long ago, and like what people don't understand that they call us hoarders, we did the legwork to find this stuff, and we paid for it. So we're not hoarding. If you pay for something, you're just going to give it away for free? No. Yeah, and uh, to add to that, uh, we may not have necessarily done the legwork, but um, money, you know. Um, yeah, money. Those things I just flashed to piss off some of the people who hate the so-called hoarder so much. Uh, you know, those are four figures each. Um, so, you know, they were out there and available a few years ago. Um, I don't see the people who complain about not hearing the stuff uh, bidding on them or buying them, so... You know, th there's stuff that surfaces sometimes. Um, you know, go for it. You have to go searching in your neighborhood as well. And it's been said on a lot of the podcasts that post on Craigslist. I mean, you know, stop posting for uh, a, a companion and start posting for 8 mil, you know, uh, videos and tapes. And uh, you never know what you might find. Alex, let's move into you and uh, get away from annoying people. Sorry, guys. Oh, no, you're good. No. <laughs> I mean, you guys know I'm going to school right now, so I'm at my apartment, so I don't have any that like, cool kid stuff except my books and what's on my laptop, which is a lot, though. But a cool thing I remember having, um, my dad gave it to me when I was a kid. It was this tape that said, I wish I had it. Um, and it was, my dad was in the Navy. He spent 30 years in the U.S. Navy. And so at this point, he was in Bahrain at the time. And he picked up this, uh, it ended up being a bootleg mixtape, and it had Paul Stanley on the cover with the Navy hat on. Like the, um, it was always 
facility, Captain of Enamel's U.S. Navy app. And the track listing was, was all sorts. I remember some crazy nights, turn on the night. I was made for loving you. And then it jumped like cold gin and bath and rock and all the night. And then it had lick it up tomorrow on there. And then the other side was like bang, bang you. Um, I've had enough into the fire. Um, Shout it out loud. Um, a war without heroes, Shandy. So it was this really weird mix of like um, of stuff, and it was all studio. It was nothing live. It was the actual studio tracks put over there. They then I had I guess all the same copyright laws we have here in America, and so that was really like my first really thing, like my first you know really his cassette tape or the bootleg that my dad got in the Navy. And uh, I remember playing the tape, and clearly I was you know about like ten, so I didn't really fully understand. Uh, when songs came about, so I just thought like all this stuff was off one album. So it was always like, where I was like, wow, these sound really different. Like, you know, this song told you, and it's kind of slow and draggy, but then this song, Bang Bang You, is real fast and really weird. So it was kind of, <laughs> kind of weird getting used to the different music styles and stuff. And then, of course, eventually I've, I've uh, corrected my, my, my ways and I've learned for each song came off a different album and stuff. But in fact, I was super stoked when I got the Sea Kiss in 2010. When they were doing crazy nights, because I'd always heard this song on this tape, but to not hear it live. So I was super stoked when he did it live, and like have this song all the time playing, and then to finally get to see him do it. So that's a really cool story because obviously I used to live in Singapore, um, which by the time I was living there, it was late 80s, and they'd cracked down on a lot of the pirate stuff. But we used to hop over to Malaysia, uh, Thailand, and Indonesia a lot. In Indonesia, there was just a ton of bootleg cassettes. There were um, they were like Aquarius labels. Uh, you'd get a Lick It Up cover and all sorts of songs on the stuff. And some of the bit, the popular stuff out there was video cassettes. So the Animalize Alive. I had for donkey's years as an audio cassette with the artwork printed up as it was. And I never bothered with the video because I was just so used to that tape. So there's a bunch of really cool collectibles. I, I threw all mine away. Um, dumbass. But, you know, it, it just didn't mean anything to me because I bought them for like 50 cents each. So um, from that neck of the woods, you know, I still crave one thing, though. So this is a shout out to anyone who's got it and will part with it. It's a... Singapore Malaysia copy of Crazy Nights cassette, and it's got a yellow paper label on it. I want that sucker back. I threw mine away um, when I was in Scotland, and I just want that back for sentimental reasons. So if you've got one, I'm I'm a buyer. So I'm going to move on to one of my items and kind of hold it up to the camera. As you can tell, it's a mini Originals oh, too. So cool. I just happened to have a spare one of the the promos. From the Disc Union, um, what was it, 2006, when they reissued the KISS catalog in Japan, Disc Union, one of the um, the main Japanese uh, online sellers, I guess, or vendors, um, made a double platinum box. And I don't know how many copies of this thing they did. It's just, it fits all your CDs in it, and it came with the originals too, uh, a printed sheet, it's kind of heavy grade cardboard. Um, came with reproduction obies from all the LPs, CD size, and one for the originals. Now, I just happen to have two of the originals, too. So I made this up uh, last weekend. I was really bored, I guess. So I decided I was going to print out a copy of the lyric book to go with it. I made myself a set of masks. And where is it? Somewhere in there. Hope the glue dried. Um <laughs> Technical issues with the Obi. So, and the little picture booklet. So, I made those on the laser. And inside, I stuck the 2006 CDs from this thing. So, it's a really cool collectible. I just bought this back. Uh, I had a copy years ago. And I'd sold it. And a guy was selling it on eBay. I was like, you know, I want that back in the collection. Those are pretty neat CDs. Um, I can't remember if they're SHMs or not. No. I think they are. I think they are because I was in Japan in 2006. And before I saw them at uh, Rainbow Hall in Nagoya, they just had stacks of those CDs before you went into the building. And at the time, I was I was a collector, but I wasn't like, uh, God, I have every version of everything yet. So I just kind of passed those by. Stupid me. Yeah, and it, it's a, you know, 
There are several versions of these box sets out there. I think they reissued it with the um, Destroyer box. They did it with the Unmasked. Kiss box, the Unmasked. So different in Japan, they they seem to reissue the catalog with a great degree of frequency. But you'll find very few people who are willing to glue these things together and take them mint in packaging out. Um, again, I just bought one of these. Um, these sheets on eBay at one point, and when I bought this box, the guy sent me another one, so it was half popped out of its uh, paper. Really neat. Um, nothing that collectible. I mean, these go for about 300 maybe 350 on eBay, which that's a lot of money to some folks, not a lot to others. Neat collectible. Love the double platinum box because obviously it's the shiny Mylar effect that the original LP had. All right. I just, I just got to throw that real quick. I don't know why kids. When he did a kiss, I haven't done this to CDs yet. That is the biggest crime. You know, back in 19, what, 96, 97, I was faxing Polygram when the remasters came out saying, why don't you do one of these, you know, for originals and originals too, box set. And uh, Robert Condy called me because I was sending from my father's fax machine and it was like professor so-and-so at so-and-so <laughs> university. And he was like, Oh, I thought you were important or something uh, to that effect. So <laughs> I thought you were someone that he know. Yeah. Little did he know. And uh, that was when he was catalog consultant, but I think it's been through the ringer a few times and they missed the boat again with Kisteria. I mean, if you think of some of the stuff they put in that box, I'm sure there were dominoes. battles fought dominoes. by the... Dominoes, gotta have the kiss dominoes. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, they, and we we know from some of the stuff Tom said in his interview on Three Sides that, you know, battles were fought in the Kisteria box, and battles are always being fought with Universal for what is realistic. Now, if an album's going to sell 100 copies in its first week, what do they have to lose by doing the originals? Andrew, wake up. Well, while we're talking about the originals... I actually, you know, in my vinyl collecting, I was always looking for the originals, and uh, I kind of pieced mine together. I uh, I had the records, but I had none of the inserts, so I was looking for the inserts, and then I was like, well, I got these inserts. I want to find a really nice copy of the sleeve. So I purchased this, So and it's actually not an American copy of the originals. If you kind of look there, it's a Japanese copy of the originals. So when I got it, it comes with a nice little Japanese booklet here. Which is kind of cool. If in addition to the uh, the book that comes with the American version of the originals, so which is this right here, kind of on a little bit uh, thicker paper than the uh, the American version. And then uh, I actually haven't taken this out in a long time, so I don't even know if it's different on the inside. But it's in really nice shape. Oh, it's actually it's not different. Same as the American release. Your get your gatefolds yeah. on that are bigger than the American version. So yeah. The gatefold on the Canadian version is the coolest ones because it has all those KISS logos uh, on the gatefold here. So then, of course, you're in here, you got all the records and everything. So I just I picked this up by accident and um, just because I wanted to complete um, the originals that I had. And when it's all said and done, I have a, the first pressing and the second pressing of the originals because uh, I'm only really a U.S. albums collector. So... I guess what this is what this is going to dovetail into is um, you know you guys can see what nice shape this is in. So if anybody there listening, if you have an error copy of Alive Two, I will trade you this. Just to, I guess to finish up on this one, this is in really nice shape. So if anyone wants to trade me a Japanese copies of the first originals, I'm looking for an error copy of Alive Two. So I was going to ask you, uh, U.S. versions. Do you yeah. have do you have both of the second editions? Um, I actually, there's two. Mm -hmm. I only thought there was one second edition. Label variations. Oh, well, see, the only label variations I've gotten into right now are Bogart labels versus uh, Camel labels. Which is so a nightmare. Almost every, almost every album I have, those of Kiss, Hotter Than Hell, Dressed to Kill, Destroyer, I have both versions. The Camel version, and then I have the Bogart version. And then I have the Polygram, the 85 Polygram reissues. Now, I didn't know, and uh, this is on, the, I think, the Vinyl Junkies uh, Facebook group, was the second edition had, um, what was it, the first label, uh, the camel layout for the text on a Filmworks label, and then and then the adjusted one. So a uh, couple of different versions for collectors to get. But the thing about those, and I know there are some collectors, I, I see your posts all the time about the Alive variations that, that you're <laughs> collecting. Yeah. 
Which is cool, but like the reason why I never got into that is because you had printing plants back then that kind of really weren't up to the standards of today's printing plants. So what some people might consider a variation is probably just could be a printer malfunction. Is so that, uh, is that the same thing like with the um, Paul Stanley solo album? Where sometimes it looks like it came out blue instead of purple. Yeah, that. Yeah, and then total. there's one where like they, it fades in the bottom, and there's another version where it's like a, a, a V shape on the bottom. I mean, th- things like that. They're cut. They're cool, but I could just never. I could never get into collecting them because I, I would go crazy because I'd have to have every one. And how? Where do you draw the line? What is an actual variation, and what is a like a printer malfunction? Where do you draw the line? So, oh, yeah. by the way, just for so people see this, a uh, cool. Casablanca Records t-shirt. Got it on eBay. Not official, but officially cool. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, and and going to the label variations, that's what's done me in with the lot. I'm going to throw all those up on eBay, actually, except for a couple. Uh, it's just too insane. You know, you know here's, here's the Casbah label from Argentina. You know, the Bogart label. Oh, here's one that's off-center. Oh, forget it. I've, I'm done with that. So yeah, it's a waste yeah. of time. Alex, yeah. let's, let's get back to you with, uh, with the topic. I think I'm trying to think what else I had anything cool, fair wise or bootleg wise. Or stuff that you want. Or stuff that I want. Well, yeah, name name a um, word that you want. Well, you know, Andrew and Julian, if you guys want to put me in your will and stuff, then you're welcome to. What world are you talking about? Especially as Tom and Sh- especially Tom Shannon too. I'll take uh, if you want to put me on your world for your record collection. No, um, I think if there was any if there was any album I would love to have that I know they're really hard to find and a legit copy is the um the Jakara album. Oh, Jakara, the oh, Jack- yeah, Jakara, the, the Jack- CD. Jack- greatest hits. Um, I have uh, a. Do you? Yes, I do. Boom, and it's a, and then um, I think he said, "Isn't there an issue with bootleg between the first kiss, last licks?" Yeah, the, uh, the first kiss, last, first kiss, last licks, and I'll show you how you can tell uh, the variation. I'm just showing you. I don't have first kiss, last licks. That's something I want. But if you look on the inside of the first kiss, last licks LP, you'll see kind of like a drag, a black drag mark on the inside, and that's how you know if it's legit or if it's a bootleg. So the the black drags on the legit or on the bootleg? Yeah, yeah, black drags are legit. Okay. And the mailman just came by, which is why I ran away, delivering me. Woohoo! Oh, oh, so you bought uh, one of Kurt's auctions? Yeah. <laughs> Could not resist on that, you know. Uh, out on the streets, as good as it is, um, that really shows what it could have been. So, you know. And just I guess a shout out to Kurt because anybody that visits the FAQ board knows that Kurt is just dropping all kinds of cool stories and knowledge on, on all of us. So big shout out and big thumbs up to Kurt for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And he's had a lot of very cool auctions of late. Um, I don't know what he may have lined up. Uh, I haven't seen that insane award of his um, go up. So uh, it went right to Mark Cicchini. Yeah, well, ho- hopefully there was some bidding going on in the background for that. You know, uh, make Mark earn it. Um, and, as- and a big thank you to Kurt for taking the time to answer the questions that get posted on the message board. I've been, I've enjoyed going through looking at the questions uh, other board members are asking him, taking the time to answer them. So thank you. Yeah, that's that's totally cool, Kurt. It is appreciated. All right, I'm going to jump in with a uh, item. Revenge. Okay, nothing spectacularly exciting about this. Look at the spine, if you can even see that here. Venganza. Oh, I see. So, uh, something else for a moment. Yeah, that that is uh, the Argentina issue of Revenge cassette, and I don't think it applies to the CD or the um, the LP version. It's a slightly different mix. So this is the one that yeah, this is the one that has the extended version of Paralyzed on it, which has that. Uh, I think I, I joked about it in the last episode. The forty-five seconds of mumbling versus thirty um, has a few. Uh, I think longer drum count-ins to other songs, and a different segue between I think "Take It Off" and "No Bendito" and whatever. I'm not going to try and speak Spanish um, between a couple of songs. So it's a cool. It turns up on eBay a fair amount. So if you want to hear the slightly different version of "Revenge," uh, that's one definitely worth having. I think I have those mixes. Uh, unfortunately. 
all of my bootlegs are pretty they're they're in order and they're really really good in order but for some reason like my demos and my alternate mixes flip a mess like every time i go to try to organize it i'm like all right i got so many other things to do right now i can't be sitting here yeah i tried doing that with my boots and all the stuff that was labeled nft um had to get adjusted in the last year unfortunately so my nice little color coding of what not to uh, trade and trying to keep things sequential my demos i just gave up on they just sit in boxes on a lot of them still on cassettes so i feel like a bum because i spent a whole saturday going through itunes <laughs> reorganizing stuff and so let me tell you i I was dead tired afterwards. I don't want to see my computer for a week. You know, that's probably one of the few things that iTunes is actually good at, and it's organizing music libraries. Um, but I, I don't go there. All right, Andrew, let's go back to you then. All right, so I got this, and I only have two. This is like two of four. So uh, it's Killers. So we have the um, German version with the, the S's. And then we have ooh, the Japanese version with the, uh, the OB. But I also have these same two versions uh, on CD. And I remember uh, right around the KISS reunion tour, I think it was either 97, it might have been early 98. So this is pre, uh, you can download whatever you want on the internet. And also pre KISS box set too. So I heard about these four songs and I just, I wanted them. I wanted to hear them so bad. I couldn't go into, you know, my local FYE or Record Town River and buy it. So I had ordered from Goldmine Magazine on cd and it was i was like a kid in the candy store when that finally came so for some reason <clears throat> i have two copies on cd two copies on vinyl i know i'm missing i think the australian version is the one i don't have because it has those extra tracks on it so maybe that's the next one i'll get so i know i'm a big u.s record guy but these are the only two u.s records i i have that aren't u.s issues i think they're just kind of cool i don't know i kind of like i kind of like this i kind of like the killers album it was a magical album for me because after becoming a fan, everything was at your fingertips, especially at the reunion tour. You could buy whatever you wanted. So, but this eluded me for a little while. So when I finally got my copy on CD, which I, I don't have it accessible right now, but so I have four copies of basically the same album. Yeah, I, I, I never understood that album. In the 1980s, when I became a fan, it was everywhere. Back of the uh, cassette had a PSI sticker, Polygram Special Imports or something like that. Um, so it was everywhere for me. I've got the Japanese one. Do you have the sticker in there? The Japanese one should come with a sticker. It should come with a book, and there's a whole bunch of other premiums that uh, would have been handed out at point of sale. Uh, let's see. So, I mean, I have the OB. Obviously, I need to check for that. I have the lyric sheets and the record. I don't have anything else in there. Ooh, you are incomplete. So now I have to lose my mind and try to find all this stuff. Actually, I'm going to blame you, Julian, and that's this is why I'm incomplete, because before I buy anything, I go on this great website called kissmonster.com. So if it's not on there, I'm like, oh, I don't need it. <laughs> you know, I, I think I really got to do a little bit more work on Monster. Uh, for everyone out there who is wondering what the hell Kiss Monster is, um, the Kiss FAQ has become too known as just the message board, and I got fed up with that. And when Monster was coming out, I thought, oh, well, you know, why don't I get Kiss Monster in case the band wants to use it and maybe he'll trade me some demos. Um, of course, it didn't work out that way. So Kiss Monster, you know, I started moving over um, all of the information to Kiss Monster. And that's where the FAQ part of the FAQ will reside, leaving the message board to be its own monstrosity um, with its polluted, yeah, with its polluted name. I got I got a stone on Kiss Killers. That's one of the first uh, albums I heard all the way through. Again, my dad, being in the Navy, had picked that up when he was overseas. And uh, so it was weird. It never occurred to me that it was something rare either, even though I was in the U.S. and stuff. And I remember oh, it was Christmas of, like, 99, and that was uh, in the stocking was the CD version then of Kiss uh, Killers. Um, and of course, it was a German issue. And of course, I love the, the lyrics in there because they're completely incorrect with like messed up words and stuff. And here's another good one on Killers. Just um, if you're on Facebook, check out Kiss Collectors Vinyl Junkies Facebook group. Great resource. There's a lot of people who are a lot more knowledgeable than me on. 
the minutiae involved in collecting vinyl. You'll get guys on there who can, t you say, I've got six copies of the French alive. And they say, well, you don't have them all. And, you know, you're like, okay. Um, I think the guy who runs it is John Hockey or Hockley. I I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, but he's actually one of the most knowledgeable guys about Kiss Vinyl, and he's got a mint vinyl collection. Yeah, and there's a ton of collectors who go on that. You know, it, it, it does bug me that a lot of the posts are new bullshit bootleg releases, which I don't think really counts. Um, but, I agree with you. But people do like them, buy them, collect them. But if you're looking for information, and uh, it, it's so... It's so deep, the knowledge there, that I would never be able to document it on the FAQ in any way. But it's a great resource. Um, another great resource for probably what's going to be my next pick here is um, – I just – I lost it. I was actually on there. Uh, sorry. Kiss Cassette. Junkies group. Oh, yeah. So this, this is one of my loves, cassettes, because uh, I started off – all my music was on cassettes. Um, me too. Me too. You know, I did not have a record player worth a damn. Um, so cassettes were my bag. So my next two items is actually one item. A couple of things. I actually posted these last week. I'm still trying to get rid of them because I don't want them. Um, Blackjack. <laughs> this is Bruce Kulick before Kiss. And what's cool about this Blackjack is it's a promo. It's nothing. No, it's a promo. <laughs> it. If I was actually going to open this up, it opens up. It has a little booklet in there and the cassette housed in this big uh, big case. This other one is just boring-ass Columbia House. Um, but Blackjack cassette. So I love cassettes. It's a great resource for you know all your collecting, um, trading as well. Uh, not run by me, but um, a lot of knowledgeable people. Andrew. Okay, so this one, I actually, I purchased this on vinyl just recently, but I actually got this on cassette when I was like six years old. And at the time, I didn't even know that it was rare or anything like that, and I still have it. Um, and unfortunately, I'm, I'm moving right now, so all, all like my cool cassettes I don't have available. But anyway, it's the non-makeup creatures. So I have this on vinyl, I also have it on cassette. And as a kid, that's really, that's all I had. I didn't know that it, there were two versions, that there were two mixes. And I thought this guy right here was Ace Fraley. I thought that guy there was Peter Cr I didn't. What did, I didn't know. No, why would he? And um, to kind of add more confusion to that, I saw the I Love Aloud video. And it was obviously a rerun because I think it was 1990 when I saw the I Love Aloud video. I thought it was new at the time. I was five. What did I know? And then my father brought me home this on, on cassette. So I thought they took the make. I, just, I didn't understand. I it didn't it, I I couldn't understand it but but anyway I I don't this is another thing I'm looking for I don't have this on CD because I know the mix was changed I've never heard it because I can't well I don't have a record player oops I don't have a cassette player oops again so I'm looking for this on CD I know it's I have one I have one oh you should sell it to me <laughs> I'm not gonna rare but you should sell it to me. <laughs> we'll talk after what's what's cool is I've got the CD on that and it actually came with two inserts so. Did it really? Yeah. I only came with one, so you better talk to Julian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but, but the cool thing about this is um, I, I've always just wanted to, to hear it. And I didn't, as a kid, I didn't really know that there was, you know, a difference. So this is my, this, this is a, an oddity for me. I have it on every format except the one I could listen to. Yeah, and the differences on that are, are pretty minute. I, to be honest, maybe it's my hearing's not that great or my attention to musical detail isn't that great i've never really been able to tell the difference but apparently there's a little bit more echo uh on the drums on one version and, and no doubt someone will will correct me on that you know get the details that are actually accurate i still need that on lp um i keep I getting out of bed i can only notice the difference on creatures of the night was the only one i noticed the difference with the drumming that was about it yeah, that that, so the, that is, I believe, what it, the main one is. The, the 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 kind of crabby thing about that, and I lucked out when I purchased the vinyl on eBay, but you'll see a lot of people that they'll have the CD and they'll have the wrong picture on there. That's why I don't want to buy it off of eBay because I don't want to buy one and then have them send me the 97 remasters because they, they were like me. They didn't know any better. If you're not a Kiss fan, you're not really going to know. I mean, granted, there are going to be some people on there that are going to have the legitimate CD release, but I haven't pulled the trigger on eBay because I don't want to purchase the wrong one. Yeah. Creature Creatures what, is a fun album to collect. What I want to know is whose butt was that on the backside of that I think album? It's jeans. I think it's jeans. 
pretty sure that's Gene Simmons. I'm not going to stare long and hard at that, but to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, me uh, neither. Uh, I just was kind of like, oh, it's an ass. I think I asked that on the FAQ, and someone did post, uh, and I don't remember what the answer was. I think they said that it was actually a model. A model? Which is a little bit more reassuring, but, you know, hey, you know, whatever floats people's boats. I mean, I mean, you know, compared to the back uh, of Crazy Nights with Paul, I don't take that back cover. Oh, come on. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> All right, so next up is going to be... Boom. I, I can't see nice. how much of that you can see. Nice. This is the 12-inch maxi single, German, for Dirty Living 2000 Man. And the only thing that makes this interesting is that it's the six-minute version of Dirty Living with the same, I think it's Jim Burgess mix... Uh, he also did the 7 minute and 54 second version of I Love It Loud, uh, disco style. So, I, mean, I was made for loving you. You know, Yeah, so he... You said, I, you said I love it loud. I was like, there's a disco version Did I do I that again? I, I keep doing that again. Um, I was made yeah. for loving you, the 7 minute version. So, um, I think he did some other remixes later as well. But, you know, whatever. It's uh, it's one another missed opportunity for Universal, kind of. When they did the singles box set, you know, maybe as a little promo, they could have put in a CD version of that. So we finally have a digital source because um, I keep trying to find these in pristine condition to get a good rip and I never succeed. And one day I'll get my... I have, a, I have a pretty decent one. I don't know. I think... Did it come from Chikara? I, you know what? I'm Chikara has, has the perfect digital rip of um, I Was I Made was For made. Loving You. But I don't know. We don't my, have one for dirty, dirty living. Came from. Yeah, I don't know. I know it's good. I know it's really good. I'll have to send it to you because it, it's good. I think there was a bootleg in uh, the '90s, "Feel Like Heaven," or was it music from the wasteland that did have a really good copy? So I don't know what their source was. Mm. Alex, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I think, you know, I, I mentioned before, but, and, and you had it early in the beginning of the show, but I guess if there's any vinyl, even just a collection, I just, I want Kiss to make the box set like the Beatles did for their albums. So have you bought any of the Kiss 40 vinyl? I did not, know. I you know, I actually saw one, I was slipping through one, I thought like that'd be kind of cool, but then I, I just, I don't have a vinyl player right now, so it would have just been uh, something to sit on the shelf. And I'm kind of like you, Andrew. Do you like to hear what I have? And I know they had a CD version of it, but I just thought even like that seemed kind of silly to buy like 20 different CDs for, you know, 20 songs instead of just a one set. But um, I know that the website... That, that vinyls, that singles box, that's really cool. Even though it's a lot of CDs for not a lot of songs, it's still pretty cool. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely have, I've considered getting it. Um, the budget works out. Maybe I'll put in for it and stuff. I know they've got a few different mixes of stuff, but I feel like because I've got the tracks off other albums, I don't need them. Yeah, but you, one thing they did do well, and uh, someone emailed me before it came out and said, listen to the mixes. They, they used the right tapes. They pulled the right masters for those um, singles. Super so, cool. Super so you, cool. you get the horrible butchered edit of Detroit Rock City, but you also get the uh, hard times with the added code at the end of it, um, the great version of Strutter 78. That's my favorite version of Strutter 78. It's fantastic. Yeah. The echoey drum intro to that is – I love it. Even Sure Know Something is really good and punchy on that collection. Yeah, you know, it, it sounded fantastic, and while we could debate the sleeves used until everyone's blue in the face and the audience passes out, um, I think they did a good job overall. So do I. So, you know, they got that product right. You know, maybe so, there's an error or two in the booklet, so what? They got the they got the music right. So, um, Pop Psych, is that the site uh, often sells stuff at a big discount? Yeah, yeah. So that's where I got mine, and I think I got it for 150 bucks for the vinyl version, uh, which oh, was a good that's deal. Cool. That's a good price. Yeah, it was a great deal. So uh, let's go on to another one of your items, Andrew. Okay, so this is uh, kind of what started my whole descent into Kiss fandom. Um, I guess back in the 70s, my parents were one of the first people to actually have a Betamax machine that you could record. So they actually recorded the airing of Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Oh, wow. So I had that for a while. But for some reason, I lost it or didn't have it, so it was unfortunate. So I was in Kmart one day, and I must have been four years old, because it was before I had the I Love It, the uh, Creatures of the Night cassette. So I got Kiss Meets the Phantom on 
VHS cassette, and I was really kind, and I rewound. So there you go. Thanks for rewound. <laughs> so in the old video source series, it's please be kind and rewind. So showing my age a little bit there. But anyway, so I mean, I have I have this on Laserdisc, and then I, I have a really nice Laserdisc transfer on DVD. Then of course I have Attack of the Phantoms on Kissology Volume Two. But I can't get rid of this, even though the box has seen better days and it looks like someone ate it. This is really sentimental to me. For some reason, the two VHS tapes I'll never get rid of. It's this, and it's my first copy of Madison Square Garden, 1977. So I I can't even tell you how many times I've watched this. And it's just, it, it's really, really sentimental to me. So, um, is it an oddity? I think so, because there's so many versions of this. Yeah, there's a clamshell version, and uh, this one even says this one is a superior quality, taped in LP mode. So back, you know, in the VHS days. So, uh, so it's got, if it's this, if it's superior qu- quality, it's got a different movie on it, right? Yeah, that's correct. It's actually when you put it in, it's Sergeant Pepper. Thank God, it's not Kiss Me, it's the Phantom. Okay. <laughs> but um, but and I just bought this right from you know my local Kmart in New Jersey. So uh, this is one of my favorite things. I'll never get rid of it. Alex, um, I guess speaking as we kind of were able to mention movies, right, the tongue twisted there of VHS is, um, I got it. There was a guy who used to run a really cool um, site back in the day called FrankKiss.com. Oh, Frank, Frank uh, Caraglio yeah. or Caragillo. Yeah. Don't and get me know, started on him. Don't get me started on him. I don't. But I, all these, all, I guess, him doesn't have any. But what a what a super nice. So you know what happened is, is I had, I had ordered the package, and it had I had the tracking number and everything, and instead it got delivered at my doorstep. You know, when I was thirteen, and I was I was there the whole day. It never came. It never came at all. And and what a super nice guy, because he went and he packaged up another box for me, and uh, and we sent it. And in the box was a VHS tape, and it wasn't nothing original or anything. But it was a copy of that, um, was it Night Flight 1983 with the Creatures lineup? Yeah. And it was the complete unedited, too. So it had, like, the 10 minutes beforehand of them just kind of sitting there and, like, the producer going, okay, now you guys lean in together. You know, <laughs> look like you guys are getting along here. And then it had the outtakes afterwards of them going, like, you know, hi, we're Kiss, and you're watching Night Flight on USA Network. And so... Who was the uh, was the interviewer's name on Night Flight? Quick trivia: Who's the interviewer's name? I can't think of the guy's name. Is it even show him? No idea. Al Bandero. That's his name. I know. I only know because he says it. So that's okay. You know, that's how I know. <laughs> Clearly, you watched it more than I did. I paid attention more than I did. But that was a uh, that was super cool. And then the other thing, and another video that was in there too was Largo seventy nine and. Being from Maryland, having been to the Capitol Center for, for various events and stuff before it got torn down, uh, it was just super cool to have a Kiss concert video from that um, from that venue. Plus, it was the first one I had with them in makeup. And that tour, and, for that matter. That I mean, because heck, that, too. Yeah, that, that was pretty much it for that circulated for a long time. Um, yeah, Frank, I, I actually bought stuff from him when I was living in Scotland. Uh Never did after moving back to the States in whatever year it was. Oh, okay. So, next up for me is CD. Ooh, The Elder. And, of course, anyone who remembers Novelder, the insanely in-depth look at this album, um, knows that we... It's kind of like No Shave November. So, it's (laughs) Novelder, it's like No Shave November. So, what's interesting about this CD is not necessarily that it's The Elder, um, and I, I feel like, who who was it? Nigel. This one goes up to 11. This one is the P33C Japan issue, which is the original CD release series of the whole KISS catalog. And what makes those so cool is that they're different than the original American CD versions, that they are much better quality sonically than any of the American versions were up until KISS 40. So the digital versions that we got this year, or last year, pardon me, um, are basically, to my ears, and when I compare the waves, the same as this, just slightly louder. And not too loud, because KISS 40 digital releases are absolutely perfect. Um, 
So these were the highest quality mixes of the catalog. And these CDs sell for insane amounts. I mean, someone's got one up on eBay right now for the 85 Creatures release uh, for like 270 bucks. And I'm like, You're... no, thank you. Yeah, he, he's smoking something. Um, but if you want the wanted the best sounding, that was the way to go, in my opinion, and also a lot of other people's ears until the latest one. So that, that's a cool series. You're going to pay a pretty penny to get all those. Andrew. Okay, so this is the last thing that I, I kind of brought out. Um, and it's not in the best shape, unfortunately. But again, really sentimental. Uh, I was at, it must have been a flea market, you know, back in my New Jersey days, and someone found the best of the solo albums. So, <laughs> as you can see, it's not the best shape. But, you know, it's got the sticker, and just someone said, you know, hey, that's not the Kiss logo, let's get this for him. So, they got this, and so I still have it. I can't, for some reason, when someone buys me something Kiss that I don't have, I can't get rid of it because I'm like, oh, they actually, they weren't a prick and they thought of me and they bought something cool, so I got to keep it. So uh, it's, you know, if I ever find a better version of this, I might upgrade, but I don't really collect um, foreign country vinyl. But So that's this. And that's another one that in the 80s I saw a lot of with PSI stickers on the back, and that is the 1980 Dutch issue with the... No, not the the Dutch. That's the 1980 German one. I think it's got well, a... The Dutch issue comes with free clogs, and this one didn't come with free clogs. And that's ha- big. And, <laughs> and how funny that you had that, because one of mine was going to be... There you go. That's cool. The Australian version. Um, and obviously, most of these have different track listings, and there's a bunch of them that, that are out there. Hey, look, look, mine look, mine, look, is, so, mine is so good, they cut Peter Chris's songs off the vinyl... Look, that's his PSI. Look at that. Yep, so that's an import. Yeah. Well, so, you see, it's, the whole album's a lie because they say the best of the solo. If it was really the best, there would be no Peter Chris songs. Well, their, their grammar isn't that good as well because doesn't it say the solo album? Therefore, they should have only had Ace's music on it. That's very true. That's very true. Actually, no one I'm torn between Ace and Paul. Those are the best Oh, ones. they're fantastic. You know, I even like Peter's, you know, so. Uh, the Australian one, this one is a Aster copy, and they were released on Aster and reissued on Polygram. This one, obviously, as I showed you, is broken. So anyone who sells records, if you stick a fucking record in a bubble mailer and mail it to someone from Australia, it's going to get broken. <laughs> you know, you're freaking stupid if you do that. The one that I have in, I think I've had actually done it on my Kisteria box set feature, is France, just because it's got the 1976. Oh, I love that pictures on it. And And, and I guess to kind of talk about that a little bit too, if you buy the Japanese, we wanted the best CD. It comes with stickers from that uh, exactly photo session. Yep, and that same photo session is the "I Was Made for Loving You" German picture sleeve. We're nerds. We're nerds. That's it. Get you it. know what's funny? Three sides, podcast, this one, Des- never been a girl on there. There's a reason for that. <laughs> Which, That's what we, the next one, we have to get a girl on here. We have to. That has to be the, the goal. Ladies, we would love to have you on the show. We'll just let you, one, just once. Yeah, we'll, just we, we will let you pick the topic um, so that we don't stray into realms um, unacceptable. You know, it'd be great to get the uh, other species perspective on the band you know so would be cool so anyone out there who's female who wants to uh come on the show drop us a line (laughs) (laughs) all right so next and i'm I'm gonna flash these up quickly because these are really like you're a loser see what are those all right the first one is star boulevard which oh come on is a 2012 compilation issued to certain stores in Germany. So yeah, it's like I don't have the songs in this order. So it, it's it's got it's got 31 songs. The other one was uh, the best of Kiss from Canada. So every song, oh, a? A, yeah, a, every song ends in A. Yeah. And, city, a? <laughs> and my favorite is the best of Kiss. Which is your compilation has been compiled down to seven songs. Oh, what are the, did you gotta tell me what are the seven songs? The best of kiss. Just I, I have to know. 
Shout it out loud. I was made for okay. loving you. Lick it up. Okay. Strutter. Okay. Hotter than okay. hell. Detroit. No. no. Rock and roll all night. No love gun. No love gun. No bath. No calling Dr. Love. No read my body. It's a fail. <laughs> so here, so uh, since we're getting out of the tail end, this is not a uh, vinyl, but it's, it's related. It's my uh, solo album, Promo Arrow. Oh, store display. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. I kind of just like hang it on my wall like this. Like I said, I'm moving, so like my all my cool stuff is like put away or getting ready to move. So this is kind of cool. I mean, it's not in the best shape. I would rate it probably an 8 out of a 10. Um, but it's cool. I love stuff like this. I love record store uh, items. And I, I have the bag for this, too. So if anybody remembers Kiss Online, I had a bunch of them in, like, the early 2000s. I just I bought a bunch. I love that bag. Can't fit anything in it, but I love the bag. Yeah, and there's also a really good site out there that covers a lot of the promotional-type material, everythingkiss.com. You can go in there, and they've got collections. They've got so much, you know, really neat stuff that I don't bother trying to detail. I think I had a originals display, which was the originals album cover that was glued together and stamped with a stand-up um, that I threw up on auction and got rid of. Because, you know, check the records when you're going through the bins, because sometimes they will be these weird things. I mean, that was, I think I bought it for 10 bucks because it didn't have any LPs in it, and they didn't realize that it was a stand-up display. Um, but good everything kiss. You know, another great site to spend a few hours on. It's uh, It was funny. They were posting the other day about uh, the first show on the Hot in the Shade tour. They were like, oh, it started in Galveston, Texas. And I was like, no, it's, it's actually Lubbock. Yeah. It's actually Lubbock, Texas. But it's just showing like why I'm, why I'm a nerd, because it's like, oh, well, I heard it started in, in, in Galveston. I was like, no. Galveston was a radio station show on a beach. They played eight songs, and here's the show right here, and blah, 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 blah. I'm a nerd, and, you know, that's the end of the story. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the Throwing Cans show, wasn't it, you know? Yeah, that was that show. Yeah, that the, was that show. The where beach. I think they did six songs and came back for two more, and then after that they were done. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was way early. So, oh, wow. so what's a rarity that you want? That I want? Yeah, what's the what's the rarity that, that you want? Because I, I know I have some in my mind that I know I want, but what are the ones that you want? Oh, vinyl-wise, I want... Well, shit, put me on the spot. I want a 1967 Connecticut high school Hootenanny album, which might have any Vincent on it. What? I mean... 1967. It... It's been up on eBay once. Well, I mean, is that pre or post uh, him murdering dogs and putting them in Tupperware bins? Because I only want pre Tupperware. Oh, bins. it's pre, pre it, it's pre Little Anthony for Vinny. So, <laughs> 1967, it might have him performing in his talent show, and someone did grab it. I missed it. eBay screwed me, but uh, that that's my that's my one want right now. I guess I'll show one oddity. I did get find a picture. Nothing too crazy. Um, it was just an album. It came out in '97, and I didn't get so much later. Called Carnival of Souls. Ended up being a German issue. When I got the chance to meet Bruce Kulick, he was he's pretty stoked that I had like a German issue, and so he was kind enough to hey. sign it for me and stuff, which made my day. If anybody's going on a Kiss cruise and wants to take it to get Paul, Eric, and Gene's signature, I'd be more than happy to. Have yeah, <laughs> but it was super. Well, hey, I mean, uh, uh, Eric is going to be at the Indie Expo. I won't be at the Indie Expo. <laughs> Why not? I'm in school. <laughs> Can't afford to fly out to Indie. But um, but you know, I, I've always thought the German issues are super cool. And in fact, I give a little shout out to Julian. One of the cool sections he had on on the Kiss FAQ uh, discography was the German section, where it had all the different um, various uh, edits to the German album covers and. Even some of them, I was kind of amazed with the Photoshop, especially the Kids Alive, how they were able to Photoshop the Kids logo um, on there and stuff. So I've always thought the German issues were super cool. So Yeah, and the Kiss FAQ doesn't do a great job of the regional discographies. You know, that's something we'll probably have to wait until I'm retired. Um, Kissnews.de. <laughs> Yeah, you know, great site, great site. They've got a lot more of the German, obviously they're German. Um, so... Their message board, great place for collectors. Um, 
but I think they've got a bit more of a discography for the German market than I can be bothered to put together. Um, you know, when it comes to German discography, all I care about are the first three issues, and those are the Gothic LPs. So um, here, here's a, here's a question: How many copies of Carnival of Souls on LP do you think Eric Singer is going to have to sign this weekend? Oh man! Yeah, probably would a lot. It, well, I, I would love to say a lot, but no one. If you're like the super like hardcore diehard Kiss fans from the seventies, they think Carnival of Souls is an abomination to the Kiss discography. So I don't, I don't know who's going to have them. Maybe he should put a sign up if he's doing any signing saying. I am only signing copies of Monster, Sonic Boom, Carnival of Souls, and Revenge. And Alive you know, 3. Alive 3 and MTV you know, and, and I am not signing any more copies of Alive now that I've got Carnival of Souls to sign. And if you didn't bring a copy, then right here for fifty nine ninety five. dollars But you know what? He, I've seen him sign um like rock and roll over and he's always like hey are you sure you want me to sign this yeah every, everything i've like, ever heard yeah, sign it even like fans come to mr speed shows and they bring kiss albums for me to sign i flat out refuse to sign kiss stuff i won't sign it but sometimes a fan will be like oh you gotta sign it, you gotta sign it and then i'll, I'll sign it you know like forgive me because i'm like i'm defacing this album or defacing kiss stuff but usually i refuse to sign kiss stuff i think it's I so know. not to throw it out there <laughs> throw them in the show it happens to be second time but when I went to go uh, and they said to meet the village people, the original <laughs> the, orig- the original biker was on all the albums. You know, hold 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 on a second, Alex, because now that you said the village people, every time you said in the navy today, I've had the village people pop into my head. So I, I would just like to thank you for bringing us full circle with that. Oh, um, dude, the first episode I was on, you were talking about the village people. You were like, they don't care if it's the original guys, it's still the village people. And I just couldn't get over that. I just thought it was the funniest thing. Well, I was going to throw it. I ended up taking, they did an album called Renaissance. Oh, Jesus, people, yeah. They wrote makeup on instead, but it was the only album out of the lineup at the time to have five out of the six people. So it made sense to get that one signed. And I'll give uh, the biker, he, but he took the album and signed it. He didn't sign it at all because he wasn't on it and stuff. But knowing that the original one wasn't there, I asked him to find it and stuff. But, you know, at least, like, I know Tommy and Eric, they always, like you say, they always ask, like, are you sure you want me to sign this? Because, like, I'm not on it. And so, but, um, you know, I give them credit for doing that. So, You know, and Eric, Eric, Eric and Tommy are really gracious guys, you know, and they respect the band's history. They were fans. That's what anyone who criticizes those guys got to remember. They were fans, first and foremost, before they were musicians. They were fans. So the, everything I've ever heard about them being asked to sign originals, albums, I mean, number one, I go, what the fuck? Why would you even ask these guys to sign that shit? You know, bring Eric a, co- bring Eric a copy of Badlands, for God's sake, please. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, number one, it's a great album. Number two, great it's a great performance by him. Number three, don't ask him to sign the Peter Chris solo album or Rock and Roll Over. You know, I mean, I mean, shoot, you can find a Monster for like twenty bucks, sealed vinyl. You know, go pick one of those up, and then if you're paying a thousand bucks to meet Kiss, oh, you can get, you can get Monster, you can get Monster on LP for less than ten. I picked up yeah. a copy a couple months ago. I mean, they're in the bins everywhere. Um, you know, get him to sign that. You know, bring and number two, bring yourself a nice sharpie. You know, you want to get a nice gold signature or whatever color, depending on what you're having them sign. You know, bring your own. Make sure you've tested it as well. You know, don't don't be cheap. You want to get a good signature, you know, tell them where you like to sign it, and they'll most often be obliging, you know, even under the rush. Um, they're under. Here's, here's something else cool that just kind of, it's just right next to me. Um, I don't know how many people have seen this, but this is nice pristine condition one of two of the uh eric Carr 1990 ludwig posters no so, god god bless him you know this is always hanging close because i'm a huge eric Carr fan and uh i always thought these were really cool but but anyway so you're just to get back on track your want your your want what, what was that again i forget we got sidetracked 1967 Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That the Vinny thing. Yeah, Bridgeport oh. Central High Hootenanny hmm. LP. So I, I don't, e- I don't even know what's on there. You know, when when it was up on eBay last time, 
Um, there weren't enough details really about it. Um, but obviously he was at that school at the time, as was another guy who people in the session world will recognize, Neil Steubenhaus. Um, and he played with Heat. He played with, I mean, he's a big jazz guy. And he, he played with Vinny in the, in the 70s. I think he may even have been in Hunter for a while with Vinny, but you know that that side of the things I haven't really dug into enough. So that's my one want. Kiss wise, what do I want? I don't know. These days, uh, th there's not much that I I can immediately go out and provision if I really got to have it. Um, you know, maybe there's two things that come to mind for me, and I'm currently looking for one. I keep well, there's one on eBay right now, but the guy's kind of a d bag and. Anyway, I want Kiss NB9001 with Kissing Time. It's the only version of the album I'm missing. Which one with Kissing Time? With it on the vinyl and not on the label? It's it's on the it's on the vinyl, on the label, not on the sleeve. Sticker on the sleeve that says it includes Kissing Time. No, that's a shame. I, I could probably have helped you out, but I've got it on the vinyl and not on the label with the sticker. That's that's what I said. No, you said on the vinyl and on the label. No, 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 no. on well on the vinyl, not on the not on the uh, MB nine oh one hell. Hmm? I hate you that release. Me now. Yeah. Hold on, let me check kissmonster.com. Right <laughs> <laughs> How about speed dial uh, speed dial Tom Shannon? Tom. Well, there's there's one on on eBay right now, and at first the guy wanted seventy five bucks, but it looks like his dog ate it before he put it on. And the only reason why I looked at it was because I just it was the one I was missing. So I tried to he had it on eBay for like two months and I kept on making him an offer, forty five bucks, forty five bucks, forty five bucks. He kept on declining it and wanting more. So now it's out there for fifty dollars. And just it, for principal purposes, I'm like, dude, you were a dick for like two months and now you're gonna sell it for fifty? I'm like, I don't even want it because I'm in that good of a shape. But it's the only one I'm missing. Yeah, that's a that, that's a real challenge because I got mine off discogs. And I had actually wanted a one without kissing time, and I, I I can't even remember what I paid for it. It showed up, and I started counting the tracks, and then I threw it on the the deck to make sure I wasn't drunk. Um, and it had kissing time on it, and I was pissed. And the downside to the original Warner issue is how tough it is to get a cover that doesn't look like Sasquatch. You know, humped it. I mean, it's really impossible to get in good condition. So, very, very tough, tough album. All right, so check it out. I'm going to take it out of the sleeve, too. <laughs> it's in pretty nice shape. Oh, that's nice. So, and then you look at the back. It's pretty nice. Yep, you can, see the, you can see the seams. You can see the seams. And then, you got it. Uh, so, check it out. NB, it's 901. There's no kissing time on this bad boy. Well, now i got to go get mine. Well, you have to get yours because you're going to sell me your one that uh, with the sticker on it that I need. And don't tell. There's like just like a minor little split right over. All right, there. so here, here. Oh, look at that. There. Actually, wrong side. Oh. There's. Oh, the, that's the one you're going to give me, right? There's there's the sticker. And mine even has. Oh, actually, those are my notes. So. Let's see. My cover actually is not that bad on this, so a couple of little. Yeah, I mean, but you can't you can't really help that because mine there's a little split down here, and I just haven't got out the glue to glue it back together. Yeah, so... I, must, I must say I was I wish with the Gisteria box that they would have thrown on a version of the first album without kissing time, even if it had just been an exclusive. Oh, so I tell a fib. I must have sold the other one. This has kissing time on the label, but not mm -hmm. on the but not on the vinyl. But not on the vinyl? Correct. So, uh, let me see side two. So it's not on there. On side two, I don't know how well this is going to show up. One track, two track, three track, four track. Oh, damn. Sorry, you're out of luck. Well, you know what? I, I had one, and, you know, John Hockley, if I'm mispronouncing his name again, sorry, he wanted 100 bucks for it. And total fair price. I was just in the middle of, you know, wheeling and dealing some things, so I didn't really want to drop a hundred bucks on it. He sold it, and, you know, more power to him, because it was, it was nice. It would look just like yours. So yeah. Case in Time is not on it. So that, that one is actually, I got rid of the other one that was in crap condition. This one is 
actually pretty decent. And while we were talking, I did think of the other item that I am looking for that I want desperately. And I know if anyone has it, they're going to want a lot of money if they're even willing to sell it. I'm not going to say the hotter than hell, let me go rock and roll production 7-inch single, because I just don't see being able to afford that. And that's going to be a 1000 bucks plus minimum. Um, but I do want, and I had this in my collection in 1997, it was the UK 7-inch Destroyer promo sampler. Basically the uh, summer tour album in 7-inch format. Oh, yeah. It's white label. And it's PRS398, I think, is the release code on that, EMI. And it's the same four songs. So I want that back in my collection because I want to put it in a frame on my wall. Bought it for 70 quid in 97 and I sold it for some stupid reason because I do that. Um, so if that's, if, that's, if that's a KISS item, that's the one I want. Alex, you've been quiet. <laughs> I'm just in I, You know, you guys are like, more in depth on this. I'm just getting tired of hearing about this stuff. Going, dang it, dang it, dang it. I need to get a good job that pays me lots of money. Yeah, I, I was more concerned that I was just able to rattle off a matrix number uh, for a seven inch promo. That, that was a little bit scary. Yeah, you well, know, I, you know, it's just like I, me with the catalog numbers. You know, I'll, I'll throw it out there because you mentioned girl and stuff. There's a girl in my class, my uh, political science, uh, really pretty girl. Really pretty. I'm going to watch the movie tomorrow night with her. At a place, and uh, but she was asking me about the music stuff I do because I think like I think it's cool, just like you guys probably think what you do is cool, but the, the women think it's cool and stuff. So she asked me, and I definitely like, opened up on the nerdy side of, of the Kiss fandom and stuff. And she like thought I was the coolest guy ever after that point. So there's hope for us. There is hope for us. <laughs> um, and and you know what it's about is it's it's real fun because you know there are people who have been collecting Kiss shit going on 40 years now. Uh, obviously, I'm newer to the party being a fan in 85, and Andrew yeah, so later. Born. Yeah, so, I mean, there's the whole gamut of collecting. Everyone has something, maybe, that they're interested in. Um, you know, I'm not talking Hello Kitty Spencer's crap, because that has never floated... That has never floated my boat, but it has. It floats other people's boats, so, you know, power to them. I don't care. I, I collect, I sell. I collect, I sell... You know, I've been on this Alive thing for the last six months and built up, I think, 75 different copies. And all of a sudden, I got to a point where I'm saying, well, it's not interesting me anymore, so I'm going to flog them. Um, they're going to go up on eBay, the great Alive auction. And I move on to something else. I mean, I'm into advanced and promo cassettes. I, I change. So I like having a lot of this stuff in my hands. I don't need to keep it, and I certainly don't need to be buried with it. I don't want any of that crap with me when I'm gone. So I actually bought an Alive 2 from you, a Polygram Alive 2 from you. Oh, yeah, you got the one with the, the UPC label? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I got that one. And you were satisfied with your service? Did you leave me, I, fi did well, you leave you know me five what? stars? I, I was not satisfied. I only gave you three stars because... Oh, shit. I can't remember <laughs> why, but maybe the sun wasn't shining that day. But you know what? When I finally move... The next one that I do, I will wear my uh, "That's Nice" and I'll play "Love Gun" Kiss FAQ T-shirt because I got one of those too. You do? I don't. Even, I don't think I have any of those left. When I went yeah. to when I went to Vegas, I was leaving T-shirts on seats. <laughs> <laughs> I just got trying to get people to wear them, and I'm like, I'm not in the mood to do this. So I was like chucking these things all over the place. Um, got rid of the last of the FAQ T-shirts. Won't do that again. I think. I think we sold like ten of the freaking things. So I. I think they, I, yeah, I, I love it. I think, I think they were really, really cool. And I think I wore it to shows sometimes. I think I wore it to a Kiss show once. I can't remember, but I know I wore it at one place and some guy was like, oh, I'm such and such from, uh, you know, the FAQ. I'm like, uh, okay, I got to take this shirt off now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that the podcast for the day, Kiss FAQ is in, now I kind of want a strip. If I go to a Kiss thing, people are going, hey, I've seen you before. I can't understand you, but I like you. No, that's that's what that's when you get get a T-shirt custom printed that says "I'm not Alex" or "I'm not Julian" or a little arrow, he's Julian. So, no escape now that people see us. All right, let's wrap this up. So this yeah. this was the vinyl oddities. We've just gone through some stuff in our collections and stuff that isn't in our collections that we like. Um, Actually, we talked about vinyl, but we are the oddities. <laughs> Yeah, the oddities. Oh, we yep, we, we are the oddities. We care about this stuff. So we gave you some uh, resources out on Facebook, out on the web. You know, 
like-minded people congregate in the same places. So there's a lot of cool stuff out there. Don't just check eBay. You know, plug some of these um, matrix codes into Google and see where it takes you. Discogs is a great place to get good deals. Um, as is trading on these Facebook groups. You know, there's a lot of good guys out there and they've got reputations. So you're into collecting. Doesn't matter what you are into. It's out there. Last thoughts, guys? Last thoughts. If anybody has an NB9001 with Kissin' Time, sticker on the front, no Kissin' Time on the back, Kissin' Time on the vinyl. I want... I want so bad. Of course, there is so. no there is no nine zero one with kissing time on the back, is there? I don't believe so because I believe the reason why the sticker was put on there was because nine zero zero one without kissing time sold so poorly that they just took they probably just melted down the extra vinyl and then used the sleeves that were printed without kissing time. I'm also curious. So. Does anyone have a test pressing or acetate you know, of that? Two, well, I, I, I know just two white label vinyls went in the last two weeks. Yeah, well, the, first album. the white labels, I'm not interested in. Those are the original ones. But are there any test pressings of the one with Kissin' Time? Has anyone ever found one? I know they. Yes. I know when they went to the reels for the Kiss 40, one of the guys who was working on the audio, I think he posted up on Facebook or on Twitter, uh, a picture of the box which showed it was a remaster of Side 2 of some description, so very minute difference in the audio on the version that has Kissin' Time from the original version. So is there a test pressing with Kissin' Time? We'd love to see a picture. That's your homework. We're going to be like three sides. That's your homework, whoever's <laughs> listening. Find out. Go, Minions! Go, Minions. <laughs> find, find us a test pressing of NB9001 with Kissin' Time. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Alex? It's always a pleasure. Andrew, we need to see more of you, even though you're going to be busy. It